somebody in the building uh, would shout like you believe it tonight uh, that he uh, he did it uh, hallelujah he did it if you remember tonight uh, that you are part uh, of a prophetic community I just need a hundred witnesses in the building uh, that understand uh, when you receive the Holy Ghost uh, you become a part uh, of a prophetic uh, people we serve a God uh, that calls things uh, that are not uh, as though uh, they already were afraid to call you son while you're still messed up in your life God's not afraid to call you daughter when you're still mixed up with everything because he doesn't see you as you are he sees you as you are going to be and so if you are part of a prophetic community our praise and our worship uh, cannot be relegated uh, to the here uh, and the now alone. So when you begin to shout, uh, he did it. You can't just shout uh, about the here and the now. Uh, you can't just shout he did it uh, over what he did uh, in your yesterday. Uh, but when you are part uh, of the prophetic community, uh, he did it uh, also speaks uh, to what has not been done yet. I'm going to need a little bit of help in the building. Uh, when you begin to shout, uh, he did it. Uh, you don't have to wait uh, until it's already done. Uh, you can declare it now uh, when he's going to do it. I wonder if there's anybody in the building uh, that's got a prophecy in your spirit. Uh, you got a promise in your spirit. Uh, are you here tonight? Uh, you got a word from God. Uh, you got a prophecy. Uh, then I'm going to tell you what we're going to do. Uh, we are going to assume uh, a prophetic posture tonight. Uh, we're going to assume uh, a prophetic uh, posture tonight. Uh, in other words, uh, I'm not praising him uh, for what has already been done, uh, but I'm about to praise him uh, for what has been prophesied. I'm about to praise him uh, for what I haven't even seen yet. Uh, I dare you to get it in your hand, uh, get it in your spirit, uh, and begin to shout uh, because uh, he did it. Uh, not yesterday, uh, not today, uh, but I'm praising 
got a phone call today uh, that the miracle happened. Uh, you wouldn't be panicking for Jesus uh, if you got the news today uh, that it was already done. Uh, baby, you would shout uh, like you lost your mind. Uh, now, if you believe that God is able uh, to do it, uh, I need you to shout uh, like it's already done. One, two, three. He did it. He did it. He did it.
turn to somebody and shout well at them. Amen. Aren't you glad to be in church on a Sunday night? My, 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 my. Woo. Amen. You remain standing. We're going to stay right here in this spirit tonight. Esther chapter 2, if you've got your Bibles. Esther chapter 2. We're going to start in verse 21. I want to quickly give honor one more time to the bishop of this house, First Lady Williams. Amen. They're wonderful sons that are chipped in, bought in, they give it all they can give. Hey, it ain't everywhere you see an entire first family and a new daughter all giving God their best. Hey, I think Rock Church is blessed tonight. How do you feel? Are you thankful for what God's done for you? Hallelujah. Esther 2, 21, the Bible tells us in those days while Mordecai sat in the king's gate, two of the king's chamberlains of those which kept the door were wroth and sought to lay hand on the king Ahasuerus. And the thing was known to Mordecai who told it unto Esther the queen and Esther certified the king thereof in Mordecai's name. And when inquisition was made of the matter, it was found out. Therefore, they were both hanged on a tree. And it was written in the book of the Chronicles before the king. If you'll lay your Bibles down, close your eyes, lift your hands. Let's ask the Holy Ghost to help us. God, we need you tonight. We can't do it without you, God. We plead your blood over this service, over the good people of God. Lord, we pray your will be done in Jesus' name. If you're going to preach with me, would you shout in Jesus' name? Put your heads together. Hallelujah. Amen. Turn to a few people and high-five them before you sit down. Amen. You can be seated very quickly. The Bible tells us that the king, Ahasuerus, had two men that were supposed to be loyal to him, but were really aggravated with him. And they were plotting to kill him. And it just so happened that Mordecai, he's hanging out at the king's gate, and he overhears a little plot to kill the king. Now Mordecai goes, and he begins to tell the queen about it. And on a little side note, I get tired of, people coming to me and saying, Pastor, I don't want to be a snitch, but this was going on at the bowling alley. Hey, can I encourage you in the Holy Ghost? Can I encourage you? There's no shame in sounding an alarm when things are going on that should not be going on among the people of God. And so Mordecai sounds an alarm and he saves the king's life. And the Bible tells us after Mordecai did this, that Haman was promoted. And the king advanced him and set his seat above the princes that were with him. And the Bible tells us that all the king's servants that were in the king's gate bowed and reverenced Haman. For the king had given a decree concerning him. But Mordecai bowed not, nor did him reverence. 
And the Bible tells us that when Haman saw that Mordecai bowed not, that Haman was full of wrath. And he thought, the Bible tells, he began to plot how to lay hands on Mordecai alone. For they showed him the people of Mordecai and he began to realize that just killing him wasn't going to suffice. But there was an entire people that Mordecai represented. And the Bible tells us that Haman sought to destroy all the Jews that were in the entire kingdom of King Ahasuerus, even the people of Mordecai. Can I tell Rock Church something very briefly? There are times in this church's future there's times that are coming in your future where you're going to run into people and you're going to do the best you can to smile and nod at them. But it don't matter what you do. Uh, they've got wrath against you. They've got something stirring on the inside of them. They've got evil intentions for you. I want to challenge you, Rock Church. I want to challenge you. Uh, don't worry. Don't fret. Don't be afraid of those that are out to despitefully use you. As a matter of fact, my Bible says that the only way to overcome evil is with good. The only way to overcome negative is with positive. The only way to overcome craziness is with consistency. The Bible tells us that Haman began to devise a plot. And they, this is what he does. He begins to cast pure. That is the lot. And from month to month, they begin to cast lots. And the Bible says that Haman said unto King Ahasuerus, there's a certain people, king, that are scattered all abroad and dispersed among your people. And their laws are diverse from your people's laws. Nor do they keep the king's laws. Therefore, it's not profitable, king. It doesn't do you any good to suffer them to hang around. And Haman said, you know, king, if it's pleasing to you, if you would like us to do it, let it be written that they may be destroyed and that I will pay 10,000 talents of silver to the hands of them that have the charge of the business. And the Bible tells us the king took his ring off his finger and he gives it unto Haman. I want you to remember that. Will you remember that? He gives his ring to Haman. And the king tells Haman, the silver is given to thee to do with them as it seems good to thee to do. You've got the people, you've got the silver, you've got the ring, everything you need to accomplish your task. And the Bible tells us that Mordecai, just a little while later, perceived all that was done. And Mordecai ripped his clothes and he put on sackcloth. And he went out of the midst of the city and he began to cry with a loud and a bitter voice. He came to the king's gate and he sat down in 
the king's gate. And the Bible tells us that, that Esther hears of Mordecai's troubles. And she sends one of her chamberlains to go talk to Mordecai and find out what is going on with my people. And the Bible tells us that Mordecai tells of all that had happened to him. He tells of the sum of money that Haman had promised to pay the king's treasuries for the Jews to destroy them. He gave Esther's chamberlain a copy of the writing of the decree that was given to destroy them, to show it to Esther. And then he tells Hatak this. He says to charge Esther that she should go into the king to make supplication and to request before him for her people's lives. And the Bible says that Esther's servant came and told her the words of Mordecai. And when we find that Esther speaks and gives commandment back to Mordecai. And she tells him that of all the laws in the kingdom, there is one law that means certain death. She says, Mordecai, don't you remember that if I go before the king without permission and he doesn't grant me permission and give me favor with that golden scepter, that I will be put to death. And the Bible says that Mordecai, I heard these words from Esther. And I like this right here in, in Esther 4 and 13. The Bible says, Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house. For if thou altogether hold thy peace at this time, then shall the enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. And then he says, and Esther, who knows? But maybe you've come to the kingdom for such a time as this. In other words, he said, Esther, don't you think? Don't think for a minute that you can just hide in the king's house. Don't think for a minute that you can sit on the back row of the church and not get involved in what God's doing. But Esther, if you do, then you just know this one thing, that enlargement and deliverance will come from another place. In other words, it's not a matter of if enlargement and deliverance comes. Uh, it's just a matter of how enlargement and deliverance comes. I want to talk to you a minute, Rock Church, and tell you it's not a matter of if enlargement comes to this church. It's not a matter if deliverance comes to this church. It's just a matter of how enlargement's going to come. It's just a matter of when enlargement and deliverance is going to come. Hey, I've come to tell you that 
God is going to use an Esther. God's going to use a Mordecai to bring financial deliverance to the Rock Church of Fort Myers. God's going to use a brother Mordecai sitting in the king's gate. Maybe you don't feel like you have any purpose. Maybe you don't feel like you're useful anymore. But I'm come to preach to you. I feel a mandate to preach to this church that God's going to raise up an Esther. God's going to raise up a Mordecai who's going to step in at the nick of time and God's going to use your hand sir. God's going to use your mouth ma'am to bring enlargement to the people of God at the Rock Church. God's going to use your resources brother Mordecai to open doors that we thought never would be open to make ways where there seemeth to be no ways. I've come to ask you is there anything too hard for God is there anything is there a mountain that cannot be moved is there a valley that is too wide is there anything that is beyond the abilities of an all-seeing and all-knowing God I come to tell you, no, there's not. If we will not hide, if we, I wish God would give some saints a boldness tonight. I wish God would give you a courageousness tonight to stand up and say, I'm not going to be ashamed of what I believe. I'm not going to hide in the king's house. I'm not going to hide in the fourth pew back with my arms crossed. I am a child of God, and God's going to use me to enlarge this church. God's going to use me to deliver. Hey, I want to tell you tonight that Mordecai knew Esther. Don't think she got to be the queen all on her own. But there was an old man named Mordecai that had been helping all along. There had been an old man that had been giving her a little bit of help all along. And now the Bible don't say he pleaded. The Bible don't say he asked or petitioned. The Bible said he commanded Esther, think not with thyself. I want to tell somebody in this room, think not with thyself. I know you came and it's a little bit warm and you got your best suit on and you got your pretty heels. But Rock Church of Fort Myers, think not with thyself. It's not my will be done, but thy will, but thy will, but thy will be done. I don't know how many we got in the room but I want you to know I hope I can stand on this I want you to know that if you won't think of yourself if you'll step out with a holy boldness God will enlarge this people God will deliver this people well, preacher, I can't break the grip of cigarettes. Don't worry, baby. There's an Esther. There's a Mordecai who's got deliverance in their hand. 
tells us. If thou hold thy peace. But what I like about it is it doesn't say leave it an open-ended sentence. He says if thou hold thy peace at this time. At this time. Then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But then he says, but Esther, you and the king's house will perish. Let me, let me, can I go a little further with it? It is not you and I's option. It's not a multiple choice test. When God calls, we've got to respond. When God calls, we've got to respond. We don't respond with a maybe. But the word of the Lord said, let your conversations be yea and amen. In other words, respond with a yes, Lord. And so be a Lord. You need me to go out in the city and compel them to come. Yeah, Lord. Amen. Hey. Can I meddle a minute? I told you I'd be quick. Yeah and amen. Turn to somebody and shout yeah and amen. There's two things going on right there. There's a positive or an aff affirmation. There's a yes. And then when we don't like it so much, there's a so be it. Lord, you really want me to go there? So be it. You really want me to do that? So be it. You really want me to get rid of my short sleeves? So be it. You really want me to change how I do this? I may not like it, but Rock Church, you don't have to like it. We just got to do it. I wish I had a few that you turn and you'd shake somebody's hand and say, if you don't like it, then do it anyway. Well, can I break this little passage down one more time? He says, after all that, Esther, if you don't do it, you're going to die anyway. In other words, Rock Church, we really don't have a choice. We're going to enlarge this thing, and we're going to kick the devil in the teeth while we do it. Why are we doing it? You don't understand. If I don't go to church, I might die. You don't understand. If I don't give my tithing, I'm going to die. You don't understand. If I don't give it my best tonight, I might not make it to the next service. He says, Esther, if you don't do it, you can't hide, but you are going to die. And then it says, but 
you know, baby, that God didn't put you in this kingdom for such a time? And you got to see what I, I see an old grandpa that it helped her be all that she'd become. Saying you don't have a choice, but then saying, well, let me speak a little faith. Rock Church, how do you know that the reason you're here on a Sunday night isn't for such a time as this? I'll tell you how you know, Brother Judah. You know when you step in and favor begins to flow when she walked before the king. Y'all, y'all, y'all ain't got it. Hold on, hold on. You ain't got it. You ain't got it. Listen to me. The Bible tells us that Esther said, you tell Mordecai that I'll do what it said to do. And the Bible says, and it was so. When the king saw Esther the queen standing in the court, did she obtain favor? Some of, I already lost some of you. She obtained favor in his sight. How do you know? How would you know that you're not here right now? For such a time as this, unless you go ahead and do what he's calling you to do. If I die, let me die. If I live, let me live. But I want to do it in the service of the Lord. The Bible tells us that it came to pass that she obtained favor. And the king said, sweetheart, what can I do for you? He said, mm, 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 mm. you look good in them royal clothes. He said, my, 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 my. Woo. Woo. Some of y'all that's married, you need to go, woo. You sure look fine in that crown you got on. He said, baby, what can I do for you? And she said, oh, king. I'm batting my eyelashes. She said, oh, king, I don't need much today. But all, all, all I need is just a little feast with you and your main man, Haman. And it reminds me when David was writing in the book of Psalms, he prepared the table for me, Bishop, in the presence of my enemies. Some of y'all read your Bible. He prepares the table before me in the presence of my enemies. And it's when the table's prepared uh, that thou anointed my head with oil. And my cup begins to run over. I feel like Esther got a little bit of fire up in her. And she said, oh, king, I know that I know that I know. I wish I had some voice tonight. 
She said, I know that I know that I know, no, no, that if you'll just give me a day with Haman, that God will. I said that God will. That God will. He'll prepare a table. And when the feast is laid out, it's then that he'll anoint my head with oil and my cup. It'll begin to run over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. Oh, oh. All the days of my life. Y'all settle down. I'm trying to preach and you're working me. And the Bible says that he gave her what she asked. Can I tell you something? That when you go before the king, he's going to give you what you ask. The Bible tells us that old Haman heard about it. And Haman went to shade. How do you know? Because the first thing he did was he told his friends about it. And a man that's got pride sashays a little bit. He said, baby, you ain't going to believe the news that I heard. The kings invited me to a banquet celebration. The kings invited me. It's going to be just me, Sister Esther, and the king. And the Bible says that as he was talking about it, he says, yet all, this availeth me nothing. So long as I see Mordecai sitting in the gate. And his wife said, well, baby, sugar, honey buns, rice krispie treat, Hershey kiss, mmm, let a gallows be made, 50 cubits high. Now y'all don't look like y'all did Jerusalem math in high school. You know how tall that is? 75 feet tall. Haman had more than a little irritation. Haman wanted to humiliate. Hey, church, can I tell you something? I know the devil's irritating you. That's all right. Don't let him humiliate you. When he's whooping you on the head, say, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Hey, let me tell you, you know how you're doing right. When the devil won't stop pestering you. That's okay. My dad had taught me a long time ago. He said, don't worry about the, the loud mouth. He said, because you always know where they're at. He said, worry about the quiet one, because they're going to cause the trouble. Now, I know I don't look real big, but I've been in a couple good fist fights before I got saved. 
sanctified. I did get in one with a deer. And full of the Holy Ghost, I was working the oil field in South Louisiana. And I was fighting, I got in three fights with guys that was bishop size. I got whooped twice, but I'm a quick learner and I won the third time. You always, you always leave on a win. And you know what proved to be true? My daddy's old saying. Because I didn't get in one fuss with the quiet guys. It was a loud mouth. All you little shrimp. Look at you. You ain't nothing. That's who you got in fights with. And you know what I learned? Would have been better than me swinging. If I would have just said, yeah, go ahead. Don't bother me. I'm bigger than a little irritation. And all more to chaos, the Bible says, Bishop. Y'all don't look at me like you're bored. I'm going to get going. I got, I got to breathe. The Bible says that Mordecai didn't even stand up. Didn't even recognize Haman. You know why? Because he recognized an irritant that wanted to humiliate him. Some of y'all things ain't going right. You just need to say, that's all right. At least I know where the devil's at. Don't sneak up on me with a sneak attack. Go ahead and mess up the air conditioning system. At least I know I'm doing something right. And devil, we got news for you. We know about where you're at. The Bible tells us, I better get back to my message. They built a gallows 75 feet high. And his wife, whoo, she's a mean old lady. She needed the Holy Ghost. Said Mordecai needs to be hanged on that. And when he's hanged, then go in merrily to the king's banquet. And the thing pleased Haman, and he caused the gallows to be made. And I love the very next verse. Somebody shout the very next verse. On that night could not the king sleep. And he commanded to bring the book of records of the Chronicles. And they were read before the king. And it was found written. Do you remember when he was sitting in the gate? And he found two men that wanted to kill the king. And he said, King, they're after you. I just wanted to sound a little alarm. The Bible says that the king found it written. Then Mordecai had told of the two chamberlains, the keepers of the door, who sought to lay hand on him. And he said, what honor and dignity hath been done to Mordecai? And the king's servant said, there ain't been nothing done for him. And he said, mm, mm, mm. Well, call Haman in. And Haman came walking in and said, yes, king. And the king said, Haman, if you was going to be honored, how would you like to be honored? And he said, oh, king, I'd like to have your robe, your crown, your shoes, your belt, your tie, your handkerchief, your Gucci socks. I'd like to use your pomade to slick my hair over. And ooh, let me ride in that new lifted Jeep you got. And the king said, all right. Deal, big boy. 
why don't you send a text to old Mordecai? And everything you just told me about, I want you to do it to him. Come on, I want you to bear you with me. There's kind of a shift I want God to put in your spirit tonight. That old air-conditioned stealing devil. My Lord, you sent me the repair bill. You had me so convicted, I'd give you a credit card this morning. <laughs> that old air-conditioned money-stealing devil. You go ahead. But I got news for you. Everything that you're doing against me, God's going to give it to me. There's a little revelation right there. Everything that Haman wanted for himself. The king said, no. You give it to my man that you're trying to kill. The man that you've been a thorn in his side to. I want you to do it for him. And the Bible tells us. That Mordecai went riding through the city, bumping the Kirk Franklin smile somewhere, make a joyful noise. And, and Mordecai came again to the king's gate. And Haman hasted to his house mourning and had his head covered. Now, homeboy was embarrassed. And Haman told his wife and friends everything that had happened. And the Bible says that while they were yet talking, came the king's chamberlains and took Haman into the banquet that Esther had prepared. So they sat down, and the king said, Now, sweetie, love bug, what do you need, baby? And the queen says, if I found favor in your sight, let my life be given back to me and my people at my petition. And the king said, well, who in the world would threaten my sweetheart? Where is the man that would pick on my little love bug? And Esther said, the adversary and enemy is sitting at the table that the king prepared, sweetheart. And we find the king arises and went out in wrath. And he begins to petition for his life. And while he's petitioning, one of the chamberlains of the king said, Mr. King, behold, <laughs> there's a gallows outside yon window. That's King James. Which Haman had made for Mordecai. Wait a minute, I want you to get something here. The king knew Mordecai because a chapter earlier, He'd heard a story about him saving his life. 
but he didn't know about the gallows, but his servants did. Can I tell you that there's some things that the devil would like to befall this church and take your man of God by surprise. God give this church spiritual antennas that says, get behind me, devil. Are you pleading the blood over your bishop? Are you praying covering over your bishop? And it says, behold, there's a gallows there. And the king said, oh, yeah, hang him thereon. And I like this part. Turn to somebody and tell them I like it too. So they hanged Haman on the gallows that he had prepared for Mordecai. Then was the king's wrath pacified. In other words, Brother Trevor, the king wasn't happy until the gallows that had been built was being used to kill the gallows builder. Can I tell this church I'm trying to hurry and get done? But if you sow to the flesh, you'll reap of it. But if you sow to the spirit, you're going to reap of it. Hey, I want to challenge you. Don't build a gallows to hang your neighbor. Don't build a gallows to hang your man of God. Don't build a gallows to hang first lady. Because the only way that the king will going to be happy again is if you reap of what you build. Turn and high five somebody and tell them, don't build a gallows. I'm on close. I've done been 40 minutes. I'm okay. I'm all right. I know you're standing. But that's okay. If I was sitting, I'd feel bad for you. And the Bible tells us on that day. Somebody shout, on that day. On the very day that Haman is hanged on the gallows built for Mordecai. On that day did the king give the house of Haman. To Esther the queen. And the king took off the ring. Which he had taken from Haman. Some of y'all ain't even with me. Haman's hanging on the gallows. That was going to be used. To kill Mordecai. And the king walks up to him. And takes the ring back off his finger. And walks to Mordecai. And says, Mordecai, here's a ring. Whatever you stamp with it, it'll be good. Whatever you sign with it, it'll be made in the law. The Bible doesn't say it took a week. The Bible don't say it took a month. But on the same day that the king prepared a banquet, on the same day, that he perished the enemies of Mordecai. He gave him a ring that instant signified favor. He gave him a ring that gave him passage. Y'all gonna shout in a minute. I know the rest is mediocre, but we're gonna get good. You ready? 
and Esther, who had just been given the house of Haman, said, Mordecai, mm, my, my, Mordecai, Haman's house is your house. Just a few minutes ago, Mordecai is sitting in sackcloth and ashes. The only thing he knows to do is go back to the king's gate. The only thing he knows to do is go back to the house of God and wait. On the same day, Haman's house, which it wasn't just 17 bedrooms, three elevators, a five-car garage, a golden toilet. Mm-mm-mm-mm. No, 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 no. You got you to gotta jump into the Bible. He gave him his house. The wife that had been advising against. Baby, I'm sorry. But whatever Mordecai says is what you're going to have to do. The servants that helped. You think he built that gallows by himself? 75 feet tall? No, no. He had some servants in that household. The servants that Haman had used to build the gallows. Now, I'm sorry, baby, but you got to listen to your new master, Mordecai. I want you to remember back a few chapters ago when the king lifted Haman and his household above all the others. Esther said, Mordecai, that's you now. When the king uh, had said anything you need, uh, you write a royal decree and you stamp it. Uh, you got access to the checkbook. Uh, you got access to the MasterCard. Uh, now uh, it's all been given to Mordecai. Some of y'all getting with me. That's okay. Give me just three more minutes and two more closings. And the Bible says that Esther spake yet again before the king and besought him to put away the evil that Haman had devised against the Jews. And church, to me this is revelatory. The king holds out the golden scepter and Esther arises and begins to talk. She said, King, if it'll please you, and if it be favor found in your sight, let it be written to reverse the letters devised by Haman. Then the king, somebody say, then the king said unto Esther, and, can you shout and, to Mordecai, behold, I've given Esther the house of Haman, and him they've hanged on the gallows. Write ye also for the Jews. I like this part. As it liketh you. In other words, you write it how you like it. <laughs> write it your way, baby. Write it how you want it to sound. I said, behold, seal it with the king's ring write it in the king's name for the writing the signing of the king's name 
and the imprintation of the king's seal may no man reverse. And the Bible says it was written according, not to Esther, but to all that Mordecai commanded. Are y'all with me right now? The enemy tried to destroy him. But now the king is using him to reverse what the enemy meant to hurt him. Woo! And some of y'all are wondering who wrote it. That's okay. The Bible says, and he wrote in the king's name. There was only one he in that room. And that was Brother Mordecai. Mordecai wrote it and sealed it with the king's ring. And the Bible says that Mordecai went out from the presence of the king in royal apparel of blue and white and with a great crown of gold on his head. And the city rejoiced and was glad. And I'm almost done. But this is all I want to, this little bit I want to read you. Is Bible study okay tonight? All right. Now in the 12th month, on the 13th day of the same, when the king's commandment and his decree drew near to be put in execution. Y'all with me? Listen to this. In the day. The same day that the enemies of the Jews Hope to have power over them. And it's in parentheses in my Bible. Bishop, though it was turned to the contrary, that the Jews had rule over them that hated them. <laughs> Woo, that may not excite you. And the Bible says, that on the 13th day of that same month, uh, and on the 14th day, they took two days. They made it a day of feasting and gladness. And when Mordecai was writing, he put this in that little letter. And the letter reads this. You can get in Esther 9. Why are we celebrating and feasting? Because Haman, the enemy of the Jews, had devised against the Jews to destroy them and had cast pure. That is the lot to consume them and to utterly destroy them. But when Esther went before the king, he commanded by letter that his device, which he devised against the Jews. Oh, I like this. This ain't my version. This is King James. Should return upon his own head. And that he and his sons should be hanged on the gallows that they had built for Mordecai. Wherefore, I wish you'd turn to somebody and shout, Wherefore? They call these days uh, Purim. And here is why. They called the days Purim. Uh,
so it should not fail that every two days of the month of Adar that they would keep according to the writing of a man who sat in a gate who was mocked, made fun of, and ridiculed. And according to the appointed time every year. Well, I can't just preach this. I got to read this so you believe it. And that these days should be remembered and kept throughout every generation, every family, every province, every city. And that these days of Purim should not fall from remembrance. And that's this. Those days of Purim simply mean this. It is in English the Feast of Lots, a joyous festival commemorating the survival of the Jews who were marked for death by the evil ruler Haman. As related in the biblical story of Esther. I know I took a long time tonight. But I did all that Bible studying. So I could hoop and holler this last little bit with you. In other words. Mordecai was given authority by the king. To write an eternal. Not just a little note. But to write an eternal decree. That all the people of God, every year at an appointed time, just like our Sunday night parties, where we would celebrate the time when the devil threw lots to destroy us, but it could not be so because God, in other words, there is an appointed time to this people of God uh, at the Rock Church of Fort Myers uh, that every Sunday night uh, let it be so uh, from now uh, until forevermore uh, that when you walk in uh, the gates uh, you do it with thanksgiving uh, and when you walk in the courts uh, that you do it with praise uh, because we didn't come to waste time we didn't come for no reason, but we came to celebrate what should have happened. But God, but God, but God turned it around for our good. thought he had me he was casting lines he thought I was dead but God began to turn it around he turned my mourning into dancing my weeping into joy my sorrow into celebration my pain into gladness he took away 
Y'all got a fourth close in you? You ready to help me? Let's get done with this. They, they, they think I'm a liar right now. I ain't never going to quit. Turn to somebody and shout neighbor. You got to do it with all your hurt. Shout neighbor. I don't know why you're here. But I remember. Neighbor. Neighbor. I don't know why you're here. But I know why I'm here. I was sitting uh, in the seat of the scornful. I had no joy. My darkness was encompassing me. I was in pain. I was walking through darkness. My kids had left me. My family left me. My friends had forsake me. He hurt me. The devil whooped me. He beat me up. Black and blue. Black and blue. But when I came to an altar one night, some of you did not hear me. I said I came to an altar one night. It's not right, but something got a hold. I got around an altar. The preacher preached. God began to prepare a table for me. I sat down in the presence of my enemies. And I came tonight to let all of South Florida know. He turned my mourning into dancing. He turned my sorrow into joy. How can I be quiet? I can't sit still when I remember the goodness of Jesus. Can I preach my testimony? My mama, my daddy, great people. But they're not my real mom and daddy. My mama, brother, brother Judah, gets, sends me a text every week. She's strung out on meth right now in Chicago. She'll text me and say, baby. And she'll call me by my name. She gave me Michael. She'll say, Michael, can you send mama some money? Michael. I'm sorry I gave you up. Michael, would you forgive me? You know mama loves you. And I, about a, three months ago, I texted her back and I said, Mama, I love you, Mama. But Mama, I can't, I can't help you no more. I've prayed for you. I've given to you. I've loved you. But you're going to have to let the little boy that you didn't love enough to let go of the gods of the world. You're going to have to let me walk into what God's called me to be. When I came to this, I was a little baby. I didn't have the Holy Ghost. I didn't have peace. I fought addiction in my body. 
Hey, if you don't think generational curses are real, you lost your mind. As a teenager, I didn't know why I was pulled to addiction. I didn't know why I was pulled, uh, and I couldn't withstand it. Uh, but I got to understand, and as God worked on me, that the generational curses uh, of my mama were at war on my flesh. I said, Mama, I've had to war against the generational curses. You didn't love me enough to pray for me. You didn't love me enough to fight for me. You let me go. You forsook me, Mama. I said, but Mama, let me tell you about the two-month-old little baby that you gave up for dead. God looked down in the muck and mire. He picked me up. He set my foot on the rock to stay. He gave me increase. Jobs. Better jobs. He's given me raises. He's given me health. I said, Mama, look at my baby. My little girl got the Holy Ghost, Mama. I got a little boy that's going to live for God, Mama. I'm pastoring a church now, Mama. I'm full of the Holy Ghost, Mama. I don't do what I should be doing. The blood that's flowing in my veins. It ain't the blood of kings. It's the blood of a street-walking mama who had me with a man she didn't know. But mama, I want you to know I'm doing all right because what hell intended for evil? you know the only excuse you have not to give him praise for it I'm gonna stump you it's if you're dead cause the writer wrote let everything sinner and saint alike let everything that hath breath rock church if you remember how the enemy tried to use you, if you remember when he was casting lots, but God turned it, I want you to close your eyes, take in a big old breath of air, and shout with a voice of triumph. 
loose. But I want to see us step out of the law from hell tonight. This church is going to enlarge and prosper. I want everybody, if you're a member of the Rock Church, I don't care if all you can do is wave a finger, if all you can do is tap a toe. Right now, I want you to step out where you got some room. And if all you can do is wave, I want you to give him the best you got. Come on in the pew right now, right now. If you can dance, give him your best. I want to see the best praise the rock church has. I want to see you get loose. I want to see you step on the devil. Yeah!
Somebody give God a praise in this building tonight. I feel like telling somebody in the building, I don't care who you are. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what your history is. God is in the business of taking broken things and doing great things with it. I just need a witness in the building. Listen, some of you don't even realize you come to this church and, and you, see, you see me up here in a nice suit. They call me bishop. But you don't understand that when God found me, I was a 14-year-old kid gangbanging in the streets. I, I got, took my first ride in a cop car at 10 years old in handcuffs. I was kicked out of all the schools for fighting. They didn't even want me back in the school district. My life was upside down, and God found me, and he filled me with the Holy Ghost, and he turned me around, and I'm standing here today by the grace and the mercy of God. You are in a church full of witnesses tonight. Come here, First Lady, where you at? Where you at, First Lady? Quick as you can. Hey, foxy lady. This is my beautiful wife. Divorce for generations on my side of the family. Nobody stayed married. Daddy, grandpa, great. Divorce the whole side. We're getting ready to celebrate 27 years. Because that's what the Holy Ghost will do for you. Y'all see her up here all nice and stuff. But when God found her, her hair was up to here. She had lines shaved in the side of her hair. Y'all remember that hairdo? Back in the 90s? She had makeup so strong. She looked like she belonged on the cover of a, a, a makeup magazine. She was selling drugs in the park, in the hood, a drug dealer. Yeah, I know, y'all are like, what? But the precious Holy Ghost got a hold of her. And God delivered her, and God turned her around. And now she's the first lady of the greatest church on the planet Earth. And she's got anointing and Holy Ghost. Because that's what God can do. Listen, I'm telling you, this church is full of testimonies. Come here, Sister Tabitha. Come here, Sister Tabitha. This is one of our daughters right here, if y'all didn't know it. I ain't going to tell her story. I'll let her tell it when she wants to. But God delivered her from the streets. I remember the first time I saw her come into the house of the Lord. And y'all don't know my story, but I lost a little sister named Tabitha when she was 27. And when I met her for the first time, I said, what's your name? She said, my name's Tabitha. I said, oh, God just gave me my Tabitha back. 
God got a hold of her life. She's full of the Holy Ghost. God turned her around. I can't even begin to tell you how God has blessed her over and over and over again and elevated her and anointed her. Now she's living for God. She's blessed. She is a powerful preacher of the gospel. She's getting ready. She's been to Brazil to preach. That's what happens when you're submitted and obedient to God. That's what happens when you're humble and you let God lift you up and you let God anoint you. She never asked for it. She never came and looked for a platform. She never asked me, can I preach? Can I say a word? You don't even know the anointing, the call that was. She never did that. She just walked humble and God opened doors. She's getting ready to preach a women's conference in October. I'll put a shameless plug. I think it's October 14th through 16th. November 4th and 5th. I got it all messed up. She's the, 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 the main speaker at a women's conference in Indiana, appropriately called Beauty for Ashes. I know somebody that could tell him about Beauty for Ashes. God doesn't just want to do it for Tabitha. He wants to do it for you tonight. Right, church, do you understand what's happening right now? Come here, Sister Ramirez. Come up here. Here's another one of our daughters right here. She just gave her testimony, and it's gone viral all over the world. They're asking her to sit on podcasts and interviews and all kind of stuff. When God found her, uh, she was a Bay Area crip. I know, y'all can't even believe it. She's wearing yellow instead of blue. And it ain't because she's scared. It ain't because she's a yellow belly. She actually uh, is represented by red tonight because uh, that's the color of the blood uh, that covered her uh, from the life she was living. God delivered her off the streets, filled her with the Holy Ghost. God's blessed her, gave her an awesome husband who's anointed by God. God's blessed them. Now they're the directors of our Bible study development program. She's got an anointing that's in her. Hey, I came to tell somebody that what the devil meant for evil. God tried to destroy her. God tried to destroy her. God tried to destroy her. I'll tell you what I want you to do. I want you to reach to somebody standing next to you right now. Because all over this building, there are people in this house that God is talking to you. God is dealing with you. Come here, Brother Eddie. Brother Eddie is a brand new convert. Just recently baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. You know what Brother Eddie's been doing? He's been showing up to all the work days. He's been showing up saying, how can I serve? How can I do something for the kingdom of God? Put a broom in my hand. Help me. Let me clean the yard. What can I do? You know what he told you know what he told somebody? He don't even know I know this. He said, man, God's dealing with me. He said, I think I'm going to be a preacher. 
Brother Eddie, you want me to tell you the secret to being a good preacher? Stay humble and stay serving. Don't chase this microphone. The quicker you run from the microphone, the faster God will bring it to you. Some of y'all don't recognize him because just a few days ago, he had dreadlocks like this. That was two different colors. You know what? Nobody even told him anything. The Holy Ghost is just getting a hold of him. And you know what he's saying? God, I got to do whatever it takes to be what you want me to be. I'm telling somebody, if God will do it for Brother Eddie, God wants to do it for you tonight. Come on, I want you to reach to somebody next to you. And I want you to begin to pray for them right now. Because God's working in their life. God's letting the anointing of the Holy Ghost fall in their life right now. Come on. I want you to begin to pray over them right now. In the name of Jesus. God, you see the plan that you have for him. God, you see the plan that you have for her. And the enemy has tried to destroy them. And the enemy has tried to ruin them. But right now, we plead the blood of Jesus in this house. Right now, we declare that whatever the devil did, that God made it fail. God caused it to fail. Come on, lift your hands right where you are. God's hand is on you. Lift your hands right where you are. The anointing of God is on you right now. Come on, open your mouth and begin to pray. Open your mouth and begin to pray. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. Come on, church. Come on, church. The Holy Ghost is moving now. The Holy Ghost is falling now. Yes. Yes. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. In the name of Jesus. 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 Come on, somebody pray. Oh. 
Tonight. 